This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 132 and today's a special WWE Money in the Bank 2020 pay-per-view review. I've got two special guests, not one, but I've got two via Skype. Uh, both Essex residents, I've got John Scott, formerly of WrestleLine now of Turnbuckle TV slash, slash WrestleTalk. And I've got uh, Jess from uh, Jess Watches. Um, we're going to talk more about Jess because I know that you're, you're a busy girl, but uh, welcome to you both. Uh, Jess, I know it's your, your first time on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast podcast uh but first of all how are you both um i think i'm okay you think you're okay i yeah? think i'm all right yeah <laughs> john how are you buddy i know it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke but uh how you doing i'm living the dream my friend i'm living the dream awesome <laughs> awesome so jess because it's your first time on the wrestling with jonas oh podcast God. let's focus on you a little bit because not only are you a popular podcaster and your youtube channel has just broken a thousand subscribers i think it's up to 1100 now so congratulations on all of that it's little old john here on, on 101 subscribers but I'll, I'll get there one day i'll get there one day you're also part of the very popular pro wrestling unlimited channel on youtube and you're now part of the the, the twm wrestle team uh, so you're a busy girl, my friend. So tell me about all them projects. I don't know, don't know how you have enough hours in the day. I I don't know. And you know what? I got the I got the call today to go back to work as well. So. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, well, sorry about that. Those weak fingers are about to go. <laughs> oh man! Fantastic. Or just as me and John um, described last time we were on together, you just don't sleep. Just don't sleep. That's the secret to podcasting and YouTubing. Just don't sleep and just uh, keep keep your uh, your viewers and your listeners happy. But uh, congratulations on all your success, Jess. I mean, like I say, your YouTube channel, your podcasting, yeah. and then uh, Pro Wrestling Unlimited and and uh, TWM Wrestle Team. Uh, so you're a busy, busy girl. And then and then John Scott. Um, uh, X two. John, John Scott times two, of course. Um, mm. Great to have you back on the show. And, and recently, you've you've you finished WrestleLine podcast. I think uh, it was me and you on the very final episode, wasn't it? Episode two hundred, where we did the Hogan Flair watch along. That was a lot of fun. And then the very next day, you uh, announced that you're going to be uh, working pretty much on a, a, a regular full time basis with uh, Turnbuckle TV and Wrestle Talk, no less. So tell us about that little uh, that little project that you've got on the go. Yeah, I lied to you. That's what happened. <laughs> you didn't tell. You could have told me. You could have told me. I, I thought we were mates. I had to keep it under wraps, my friends. I had to keep it under wraps. No, I'm in the uh, in the process of transitioning currently as we speak. And uh, to be honest with you, I can't really tell your listeners where to go to because I have absolutely no idea other than TurnbuckleTV.com. That's it. Um, but I am going to be doing another podcast, but it's not going to be wrestling. It's going to be like a lot of other stuff away from wrestling. Uh, things, very obscure subjects and very... Um, fascinating guests that I'm going to have on. Think like Louis Farouk mixed with a bit of Joe Rogan, bit of wildlife, bit of science, uh, very strange conspiracy type stuff. And then on Turnbuckle, I'm going to be doing a couple of new shows, but I don't know what the titles are for those just yet. Awesome, awesome. No, I'm really, really pleased for you to kind of doing doing really, really well. And uh, you, when you when you're kind of big and famous. Uh, podcasters and YouTubers, yes, you know you probably already are, but don't forget about me. We are kind of uh, 
throw me a couple of quid when I'm sitting in the gutter well, with my me, little old me and, me and you, me and you are going to be like, uh, have you seen, have you seen, um, what do you call it, film with Brad Pitt and Leo? Um, what is that film called? Tarantino. What, the oh, new one? Yeah. That one's oh, a good time, isn't it? That's in America, it. That's, in that's Hollywood, us, yeah. That's me and you. Yeah, it's going to be my stunt it. double. I'll be, I'll be the stunt double bodyguard. My voice you'll be, goes, you yeah. just come in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it well we're nearly there aren't we uh mm-hmm. apart from I'm, I'm, you're probably a foot taller than me but uh there we go i'll, I'll get some platforms and something but uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk a bit about money in the bank then um now i've got to ask you both what were your kind of expectations before sitting down and watching the pay-per-view last night um starting with you jess i mean were you looking forward to it i mean some of the matches had a fairly good build mm. you know on, on paper some of the matches didn't look too bad uh we'll, we'll get into the matches and the card fairly soon but were you excited for the show before you sat down and watched it last night i was but i was scared I was worried about how it was going to go down. I was, I was thinking this is going to be absolute chaos, such chaos. But I was, you know what? I was actually, I was actually quite impressed. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, no, it weren't too bad. I don't think there was too much to kind of gripe about and moan about. But what about you, John? Was there anything that you were looking forward to in particular, or or not looking forward to? Maybe uh, zero expectations on my part, as usual. Really? And uh, and I've got to say, I'll probably be the uh, the miserable sod on this show because uh, I have a few gripes on this one, but um, we'll get to that when it comes. But I had very little expectations going into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did have one match on the kickoff, and that was Cesaro versus the returning Jeff Hardy. Been out of action for about 12 months, some sort of knee injury, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a good match, actually. It probably deserved to be, you know, uh, put onto the main card. It was, it was one of the better matches of the night. I really enjoyed it. You've always got the kind of strong style of Cesaro and Jeff Hardy kind of putting his life and his body on the line. Um, I think he, he attempted a, a whisper in the wind and, and injured Cesaro, which kind of played into the story throughout the night. But uh, um, Hardy he did get the win in the end with a, with a swanton or whatever he's calling it for the one, two, three. Uh, match won about 10 minutes, but uh, what did you think of this? Starting with you, Jess. Um, did, did you enjoy Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro? What were your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, see, they're two people that I adore, like absolutely adore. It shouldn't have been on the kickoffs. Yeah. Um, they don't deserve to be on the kickoff. Like, they deserve so much more than that. They should, I don't even think, because the show weren't even that long anyway, so they it, shouldn't no, even have. Two had... hours, 25 minutes. They should have even had like that long, even of a kickoff. They should have had a little little kickoff, and then that should have been on the main show. But do you know what? It's actually a really good match. I did actually enjoy his returns. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what Jeff Hardy like, kind of does going forward. Yeah, and Cesaro seems to be kind of the the bloke they're putting on all the kickoff shows. He uh, had a kickoff match at the WrestleMania, I think. Mm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember who he went up against with Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak possibly, and then here again against uh, Jeff Hardy. So a good little match. Jeff Hardy returns with a victory. But John, any thoughts on that, that kickoff match, my friend? Um, here we go. Not, I, I like. No, no, I didn't mind this one. I thought this was all right. But I don't. You know what? I'll just throw it out there. This kickoff stuff gets gets on my nerves now because um, yeah. I just don't see the point of it. I really don't. Um, I don't think people buy things last minute as much as they think they do, especially a network subscription. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I always think just go on to like the main the main show. And these two should have been on it anyway, because it would have filled a bit of more space and a bit more variety. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was good. Solid, solid match. I'm glad Jeff Hardy won. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you about the kickoff shows, and um, I mean, long gone are the days when they're trying to sell pay-per-views. And although they do still sell pay-per-views, um, I don't think many people are really going to get it based off of these sort of pre-show or kickoff uh, panels. But uh, they should keep it to maybe half an hour, and whatever matches, just put them on the main card and and, and fill out the card a little bit more. Because, like Jess said, it only it was only a short show, when about two hours twenty, two hours twenty-five, uh, which was nice. It was nice. Don't get me wrong, but they could have uh, definitely had this match on there uh, to kind of beef it up a little bit. But um, go to the main show then so it kicked off with the Smackdown tag team titles you had the New Day defending champions against uh, the Lucha House Party Miz and Morrison former champions and of course newcomers to the Smackdown brand of Forgotten Sons um, this was a fairly competitive match nothing wrong with this to be honest with you I thought it was fairly uh, stiff lots of action quite fast paced I mean fairly early on you had Grand Metalik hit a pretty awesome Spanish fly uh, with John Morrison off the turnbuckle onto the rest of the wrestlers on the outside. Uh, the action was thick and fast. There was lots of close near falls. I think Miz and Morrison nearly got uh, a close near fall from a, a skull crushing finale and then a, a starship pain from Morrison. So that was pretty good. Uh, you had Grand Metalik do his rope walk, big elbow. That was pretty cool. Jackson Riker got sent to the back after interfering. And I thought, I thought multi-team matches like this were no disqualification, but no, the referee sent him to the back anyway. So poor old Jackson Riker, um, I think he's getting sent back to the, the locker room more than he is uh, seeing a, a match through to the end. When are we going to see him wrestle? That's what I want to know. When are we going to see Jackson Riker wrestle? But uh, the match came to an end when uh, Big E hit the big ending on Grand Metalik. One, two, three, they retained their championships. Yeah, and I thought this was a good match. And more than anything, I thought it was a pretty good match for the Lucha House Party. I thought Grand Metalik, uh, with his kind of hair waving all over the place outside of his uh, mask, looked pretty cool. And um, yeah, and I think even Corey Graves said that he kind of uh, looked a bit like Juventud Guerrero so that was a bit of a, a blast from the past but um, good match for them but New Day won the match retained their championships John uh, was this one of the matches you weren't keen on or what, what did you think this uh, fatal four way for the Smackdown titles my friend yeah no I liked this one to be fair it was a good good like start to the show and yeah. at this point I actually thought I'm, I'm in for a good entertaining night um, but uh, yeah lots of drama like totally lots of drama in this. And I felt for a match uh, without a crowd, this this was done just right and booked properly. Um, like I notice a lot now, some matches are, are very suited and adapted for that. And some are definitely not, but this was, this was uh, the exception. And uh, I felt everybody in this done a, a superb job. Um, I, what, I just want to ask you a quick question though, John, like back at you, like the whole, would you like you know all this speculation about breaking New Day up? There seems to be this fascination all the time. When you have, whenever there's a group, you have to break them up for some insane reason. But would you like them to be broken up, or would you continue? I'll tell you what, John, because um, I think they're on the verge of being the most successful tag team in WWE history, aren't they? I don't yeah, know if it's the Dudleys or Edge and Christian. That's about nine or ten uh, tag mm-hmm. titles, and they're up to eight at the moment, I think, New Day. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I did want, when Kofi was the champion, I wanted them to split up then and for uh, Big E to be a challenger to Kofi's championship when he was WWE. I thought that would be a fantastic match, yeah. to be honest with you. And uh, a bit of a heel turn for Big E, getting to show a little bit of personality, a little bit more of the uh, edgier, you know, big man. Because he's a very capable wrestler. He's former NXT champion, former Intercontinental champion. Um, but I would have liked to have seen that. As for the future, I think it's got to happen one day, isn't it? That, you know, all good teams break up eventually. But I think not until they've got the, uh, you know, the magic uh, record 
number of championships under their belt first. But um, yeah, it's something I'd like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a heel Kofi or a heel Big E somewhere down the line. But um, uh, what about you, Jess? Uh, would you like to see the New Day break up? And uh, what, what did you think of this match? I, d- I don't think I want to see them break up. I think that'd be quite emotional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they've been together for quite a few years now, five or six yeah. years. They've been together for quite a while. Such a good chemistry as well, and they're just hilarious. Like all of them together, they've all got you know their own little bits, and they're all absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I couldn't see them break up. I think I'd be yeah. heartbroken. Because it must be time for Xavier Woods to come back fairly soon, I would say. I mean, he's been on the shelf for quite a while with a torn Achilles. He must be coming back fairly soon. But uh, did you enjoy this match? Were there any, any aspects you enjoyed no, or I, didn't I, enjoy? Look, guys, I've did got my, my booty eyes. Oh. Look. Hey, look. I'm representing. Representing. <laughs> I'm representing, so. You know what? I did like the match. Um, it was good to see Lucha House Party because I, I really like them, actually. And I think oh, they, yeah. do, they do deserve, you know... A little bit more than they're kind of being given at the minute um i don't know i did yeah i did enjoy it but i'm not really sure what they're going to do with miz and morrison now i don't know if they're going to keep giving them the title and then taking it away and yeah i don't yeah. know I, don't, I feel like they should have had it for longer. They should have had that title reign a little bit longer in my eyes. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, th- that's one team that's definitely going to have a split somewhere down the line. And it could be a SummerSlam match maybe with Morrison and Miz. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was a good match. And I'd say more than anything, my takeaway from this was uh, how pretty cool Grand Metalik was. I thought some of his stuff he was doing, the Spanish fly and the rope walk elbow drop was pretty cool. I think he definitely uh, went up a couple of notches as far as I was concerned. But yeah, good, good way to uh, kick things off on the main show. And then we got a backstage promo from Drew McIntyre said that he was going to uh, welcome Seth Rollins to Claymore country and that he was going to break Seth's Seth's jaw Uh, so um yeah, but like I say that's the second to last match we'll talk about a bit later. And then we had what we thought was going to be R-Truth versus MVP. Uh, this was a bit of a last minute thrown together match. I think they had a, a bit of a kind of face to face on uh, last week's Monday Night Raw. But uh, Truth came out singing his entrance music like he always does, singing to the WWE Universe. I think in his own head, he was getting the <laughs> WWE Universe singing back at him. What's up? But um, yeah, who knows what's going through that man's mind. Um, and then Truth and MVP, they're talking about to bar basketball or balling i don't know i'm not i'm not hip i'm not down with the kids so i don't know what they were talking about um and then uh we had uh, big bobby lashley the almighty one came out interrupted two of them he sent mvp to the back and there was an impromptu match between bobby and uh, r-truth the match went about two minutes bobby finished off with a spear uh so a quick match a bit more of a comedy segment um they're trying to elevate bobby lashley from all of his wins uh but but jess did you get any enjoyment out of this one was it worth having on the pay-per-view and maybe this should have been the kickoff match and maybe they should have switched the two matches around yeah they definitely should have done that do you know our truth is such a legend he is a legend like he come out and he's expecting everyone like to be there and he was kind of like looking around like <laughs> don't really know where everyone is i'm kind of glad in a way they did add bobby lashley in there i kind of did i was quite happy that they did put him in there obviously i love mvp i, I think he's great but i'm looking do you know what i looking forward to seeing if MVP and R-Truth have a little bit more of a comedy moment together because I, I quite enjoyed it this shouldn't have it shouldn't have really been in the main main show yeah don't even know shouldn't even been a thing it should just been a little segment backstage because it weren't incredible was it yeah but, I mean Lana's keeping her distance she's staying backstage now she knows not to interfere uh John um I'm guessing you're not not a fan of this one uh maybe for comedy value maybe but I don't know I mean Bobby Lashley uh, came in added a bit of legitimacy you could say but uh it, it wasn't a blow away match was it my friend 
two minutes. No, I, I didn't mind. I didn't care if it was two minutes, but I wish they had done this with Lashley a lot sooner. Um, like starting way back um, before WrestleMania, getting him ready to be like the next guy in against Drew, like down the line, um, preparing him. But they they seem like they've pushed the restart button and they're trying to do it now. But I kind of feel for Lashley because I feel like the only time WWE have ever been truly invested in him is since that uh, crazy angle with obviously the the triangle relationship yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not Lashley. Like if if I was casting the, those roles, the last person i'd put in there is bobby lashley let me tell you but he's he's got the gig and he's getting he's getting more success out of that it seems than he did when he first started so uh when he returned so at least um they look like they've pushed the reset button but they need to keep doing that they need to like feed him uh loads of these sort of squash matches for a while yeah i mean when he returned a lot of people were kind of saying there's this dream match between bobby lashley and brock lesnar that's got to happen you know two big powerful guys with the mma backgrounds is that a match you'd like to see between uh, lashley and, and brock not, lesnar not, not now no no i would have done a couple of years ago there was money in it like a summer slam not a wrestlemania but but to be honest with you i do think like lashley could have had a good run at the top as a heel or a baby face either or had wwe have used him um but I think at this stage, I'm not. I think they've. Uh, I think they've used him so poorly. Uh, be very hard to convince me that this is a guy I would take seriously again. Yeah, Bob and, and I mean, you know, Lashley, Lashley got the win. Like I say, he's he's had a, a run of losses at WrestleMania and various set of pay-per-views. I mean, Jess, I mean, who would you like to see Lashley go up against to kind of uh, make himself come across a little bit more serious for the future? I suppose. Do you know what? I, oh, Don't say John Cena. Bobby Lashley. Right? <laughs> I used to love Bobby Lashley, and do you know what? A couple of years ago, I went to like one of the the shows in London. Yeah. I seem to be the only person there that liked Bobby Lashley, right? You could hear me scream like I was so excited, but now I'm at the point I'm like, I've had enough now. Like after the whole wedding and the love triangle, I'm just thinking, what are you doing with him? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know who to put him with anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even know. Yeah, we shall see, we shall see. But uh, then we get another championship match. We get uh, Bailey, the record-breaking SmackDown Women's Champion against uh, Big Tam, Tamina, Tamina Snooker. Um, and, uh, you know, th- this was all right. I mean, you had Sasha Banks coming down to ba- uh, to the ring with Bailey. I was more invested in kind of whether there was going to be any more development between uh, the, the dynamic of Bailey and Sasha and whether there was going to be any development there because we know there's going to be an eventual split. That's got to happen. This was every time you see the two of them on the screen together, you're always waiting for something to happen um but um, you know th- this was an okay match you had Tamina kind of uh, shoving Bailey all over the place I think she powered her over the announce table at one stage um and then just as Tamina was about to finish Bailey off I think Sasha Banks comes in they have a race around the ring Tamina comes back into the ring goes to Samoa drop uh, a, a Bailey and I think um, doesn't Bailey kind of pin her with a crucifix but uh, a little bit of interference there a bit of shenanigans from Sasha Banks to protect her friend to protect her partner um, this match was alright better than I was expecting to be honest with you this was one of the matches I wasn't looking forward to going in mainly because I've never really been a big Tamina fan um, and the new kind of Bailey gimmick hasn't really struck home with me yet but it's getting there it's getting there mm-hmm. but probably like probably like the two of you <laughs> I'm more interested I'm more invested in that kind of eventual split between Sasha and Bailey when's it When's it going to happen? When are we going to have that uh, that turn on Sasha? When's it all going to go sour? Um, but uh, any thoughts on this one? I mean, Jess, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, were you invested in the match before the match, after the Do match? Do you know what? 
give I us your thoughts. Tamina to win. I wanted Tamina to win last night. Interesting, interesting, yeah. I was, I was team Tamina. I really was. I thought, do you know what? I feel sorry for that woman. <laughs> she gets <laughs> mugged up all the time. And I was so excited when, you know, she was, so the Bailey was going for her and I just thought, you know, I'm going to smack her one, Tamina. Come on, get her. Really go for it. <laughs> and then she did. And I was, I was really excited. So I was like, go on, Tamina. I just had this feeling, well, I had a dream that she was going to win it, but... <laughs> There we are. But I mean, you know she's what? definitely being presented as, as the big bad monster and uh, yeah. they're giving her a good run with things, giving her a good push. But go on, get, finish your thoughts. I was I was more interested in like Sasha Banks's outfit, if I'm honest, because like she was, I was like, wow, like I want one of them. That was more I was interested in the whole time we were there. I'm honest with you. <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I don't know if they, they'll be selling that on WWE Shop anytime soon. But um, <laughs> you need to send him an email, Jess, and say I want a costume. We'll see if you can uh, get him to shill it to you for uh, for a cut price. But uh, John, any thoughts on this one? Did did Big Tam do anything for you? No, I, I thought this was abysmal. This one, um, I did not enjoy this at all. And you know, like the whole Bailey thing, I can't get my head around it. Because, like, to me, I probably said this to you before, uh, my listeners definitely know this, is that I, I see her as like a soccer mum in the US. Like, she's Miss Independent now. She's got her hair. It's not up anymore. And I don't know where she's going with the character. But she looks like a person playing the character as opposed to her. She looks just unnatural. And uh, I can't believe that, I don't know how long ago it was, what, uh, five years ago now, I was sitting in New York watching her and Sasha Banks had this tremendous match and I thought it was really once again onto the main roster you can't go wrong with them and uh, WWE have done such a terrible job and I know that um, I complain that I I, I always complain that WWE don't last storylines long enough this one this is going on and on and on and on I, I there's not much progression ever uh, with these characters uh, week to week for me and um, I'm, I'm kind of bored I actually think when the turn happens there won't be much re- well there wouldn't be much reaction in any case there's nobody there but nice. even when there are fans coming back i'm i'm gonna say that it won't be a big shock let's put it that way yeah yeah and uh when, when the split does happen jess who are you rooting for are you on team bailey or team sasha you going for the boss or for the hugger or soccer mum um who, who you go for? you're not no. Fair play, fair play. Who, 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 who would you, would you to... come on, let's, let's hear you. Who would you call for, John? Me? Oh, um, yeah. uh, probably, probably Sasha, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think I've always uh, gravitated more towards her, if I'm honest. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you, you know, I, I fell in love with both of them from uh, from back in the NXT days and Brooklyn One was at uh, 2015. That was a, a cracking match. And you, 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 know, you thought that they had kind of money as soon as they went up to the main roster of those two. And it just didn't quite materialise. And I, I know both of them have been successful champions, but the characters have been a bit dull. And um, yeah, so uh, nothing really to shout about there. But I, I am kind of invested in, in the storyline and I want to see what happens. And the fact they are dragging it out is, is kind of refreshing because usually they have storylines. They blow them off in, what, a couple of weeks. Um, but um, yeah, just want it to happen sooner rather than later because any longer I think will be overkill um, but um, yeah it was what it was and uh, Bailey retained the championship thanks to a bit of interference from uh, Sasha there Big Tam goes to the bottom of the heap again unfortunately you never know she might have another another shot of the next pay-per-view but um, it. yeah it was, well you never know I mean uh, <laughs> Uh, families had a, a little bit of limelight with with the old uh, Dark Side of the Ring documentary recently. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to, you know, uh, 
scrape whatever they can from that. But uh, then we had a backstage promo from Seth Rollins ahead of his uh, WWE Championship match with uh, Drew later on in the night. Uh, Seth tells us that he's going to do Drew a favour and unburden him of the WWE Championship. So, um, but, but before we talk about the, the championship matches which are coming up next, uh, the Monday Night Messiah gimmick, is it doing anything for you? I mean, I think he's got a little bit more interesting on the microphone, if I'm honest with you, and I do prefer him as a heel. Uh, but uh, you, your no. thoughts on Seth Rollins to Monday Night Messiah? John, I'm guessing he's not doing anything for you at all, my Mate, friend. That, that entrance last night, that just said it all for me. I couldn't believe he came out and you can go back and watch this. I uh, recommend anybody does. But just watch how he comes out. He's looking at, like he's doing this. That There's people there. I don't know why they're so programmed in their yeah. head to do that when they come out. When It's like a computer game. They have to do the same stuff over and over again. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was such a wasted opportunity having nobody there to uh, hear this. It reminded me of Curtis Axel, that bloody um, theme song that he had. I uh, wasn't doing anything for me, that theme song, by the way. Yeah. And uh, when he was coming out doing this and doing that as if there were people there instead of the walls, um, I was taken completely out of it. And uh, they, they should have held off on this one. Um, they should have yeah. waited, um, definitely. But the, the whole, I mean, it's good because he is a naturally a better heel, no doubt about it. But um, I think it's too soon that he's in this role. I would have rather them like take their time a little bit more and maybe push him towards like drew towards SummerSlam, but they've just kind of pounced on it automatically and also like you know the fact that he lost at wrestlemania now he's got the uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me but there you go the ladder yeah. has uh the ladders um in wwe like the progress stuff uh i think it's completely gone so yeah the thing is there's no apart from seth rollins and one or two others there's not many decent heels on the raw brand is there at the minute so uh, it's kind of slim pickings uh but uh, let's get into the universal championship match first then so uh braun Strowman, the champion beat goldberg in what two and a half minutes two minutes ten seconds at mania uh against funhouse bray so this wasn't even the theme this was funhouse bray and i think the last time we saw funhouse bray wrestle was at tlc and he uh beat the Miz quite convincingly um i think that's how it went anyway but uh this this was an all right match it uh went to the outside uh Strowman was throwing his weight around and then um Strowman got the, the black sheet mask from underneath the ring put it on looked like he was going to kind of come back into the white family fold or uh was going to have uh, Bray as his creator again that he kind of succumbed uh to kind of the dark side the white family uh, and then he turned on uh on, on Bray he stood on the mask uh, gave a power slam to Bray, one, two, three. Uh, so the match wasn't anything to talk about. I was quite intrigued in kind of the in-between stuff with the storyline and the mask. And, you know, I thought they had a fairly decent build. Um, I mean, Bray Wyatt you know, never fails to uh, to uh, impress when he does his Firefly Funhouse stuff on, on SmackDown. Um, but, um, yeah, no fiend in this one. So I was kind of, I only want to see Bray Wyatt when he's under the mask, to be honest with you. But uh, uh, Strowman retains one, two, three, still the universal champion. Uh, Jess, first of all, um, this match, did it do anything for you? Uh, did you enjoy it? Did you dislike it? What were your thoughts on the whole black uh, sheep mask stuff that was going on towards the end there? Um, give us your thoughts. It was okay. Um, Bray Wyatt, just when he comes out and he just goes up to like the commentary he's like you're doing a great job and I thought you are such a G like you are so good <laughs> I you know I love him but I'm do you know I'm glad he didn't win I think because there is more to that 
there's more yeah. to that storyline. I think if they did, you know, as much as Braun Strowman is basically a brick wall, like I don't think he should have lost that last night at all. So I'm glad he, I'm glad he retained it. And there could be a better build up, I think, and they could think, keep going because I am, enjo- I'm enjoying it. it. I'm enjoying that little storyline they've got, obviously because of the history. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, potentially maybe they set it up for another match, a rematch, but this time it will be The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. But I mean, I said first time around when when The Fiend had the belt at the championship before he got beat by uh, Goldberg, I said that he's a character that doesn't need the championship. But maybe the Bray Wyatt, Funhouse Bray Wyatt, does need a championship, you know, and they can mm-hmm. kind of separate the two. But The Fiend definitely doesn't need the championship. I think he's too big a character of his own to even need a belt, to be honest with you. But uh, once again, I think especially with a lot of the wrestlers not all wanting to perform during the current situation i think they are kind of uh, very very uh, slim for opponents for the champions as we you know said earlier was slim pickings on the raw brand slim pickings on the smackdown brand as well but uh, john any any thoughts on this one any bits that you enjoyed didn't enjoy are you into the storyline do you think they need to have a rematch what are your thoughts uh, as i always say you're never rewarded being a long-term wwe fan that's for sure because uh like you have to press the restart button every time but i've, I've seen this um many a times now the, the whole white family i'm kind of sick of it but um i, I was really hoping after wrestlemania because bray had got the rub so such a good rub from john cena that they were going to come up with something uh, a little bit like don't put him straight back in the title picture but like you say they haven't really got much choice um so at least it's bray wyatt and not the fiend i I hope we haven't got to keep doing that though all the way through the year where he comes out as bray and then he wins the match as the thing like i don't want to keep seeing that pattern but um i'd rather him just just stick to the fiend really in the matches anyway in the big matches um but yeah the match was the, the match actually was better than i thought it would be um considering braun a lot of people see him as a bit of a transitional champion i think that maybe WWE uh, have a little bit more confidence. I, I would suspect that Braun will, uh, um, I think he'll keep the title once this feud's done with. I think he'll keep it and uh, they'll they'll have somebody else, another, another heel ready to take the title from him. Yeah, and as we've said on so many other podcasts, you know, they they really kind of missed the boat when it came to Braun Strowman. They should have put the championship on him much sooner. He lost a lot of credibility and they really dropped the ball with him. And then they, you know, due to circumstances, put him in the title picture at Mania. He won the title convincingly over Goldberg. Now they've got to keep the belt on him, you know, for a while to make it worth their while i suppose because uh, they've waited this long they don't want him to drop it kind of you know straight away but i agree with you i think that you know you should keep the belt uh, after this feud um but i'm just scratching my head to think you know who's next um down the road for braun Strowman, who's going to be the next credible contender do they have to wait until the pandemic's over and then all the wrestlers are available um but we shall see maybe maybe you uh, Goldberg will want his rematch or uh, Braun Strowman will kind of switch to the (laughs) SmackDown brands. Uh, Brock Lesnar, sorry, will switch switch to the SmackDown brand. But uh, who knows? We shall see. Like I say, it's slim pickings at the minute. It doesn't seem to be many people to to put in that contender spot. But we did briefly touch on it earlier. Um, I tell you what, before we get to the Seth Rollins-Drew McIntyre match, um, Jess... Who is the hacker then? Who is the hacker that keeps coming up in these uh, video vignettes, these packages? I know you've asked the question. I'm asking the question. Who is it? I mean, is it CM Punk? Is it somebody we've not seen before? Is it somebody from the NXT brand? What are your thoughts? See, everybody was saying it's Ali because of the kind of the way it's all set out. And I think like the 
the lights, but that's too obvious. I don't know who it's going to be, but if it's someone stupid or if it's someone that if there's people saying it might be Shane McMahon, I'd, I'd, sorry, I wouldn't be able to cope. I'd be turning off. I can't be dealing with all that again. I can't. Dave. No, no, thanks. I, I don't know. I really don't know who it's going to be. But that last night, the little bit they did last night was quite good. I was like, oh, I could get behind this. But if it's going to be if it's um if it's going to be Goldberg or someone, I'm going to be mm. livid. Mm. Livid. Yeah, because we the character you could see that he was wearing a hood, so it could be CM Punk, it could be Ali. I'd be chuffed if it was Ali because it would be great if they could reintroduce him and give him a bit of a, a run. Because um, I mean it's unfortunate last year when he got injured just before the Elimination mm. Chamber, he was going to get a decent run all the way through to WrestleMania. We know that that went to Kofi. Kofi took his spot, and then we you know uh, know that Kofi had a fantastic run into WrestleMania, winning the championship. But that could have been Ali's spot, and since then he's kind of not really been seen much of. Uh, you know in the the last year or so so it'd be good if they can reintroduce Ali we know he's a phenomenal talent um and a brilliant kind of in front of the camera great on the microphone so uh, a lot of potential there I'll be I'll be chuffed if it is Ali but uh, John um any thoughts on who the hacker is I mean do, do you care about this uh, little no, angle I, any I, thoughts I, I have no no care all I'll say to you is Hornswoggle remember when they've done that angle with Vince McMahon's <laughs> illegitimate son and they come up with that after everything so i'm not going to get my hopes up too much on who it is uh maybe it could even be the i, I keep saying to people the repo man just as a bit of a laugh um <laughs> i'm throwing that out of people that the repo man's coming back what's the but, most um, ridiculous wrestler you can think of or, that it could be or yeah. maybe it's fince himself and he'll do the whole <laughs> it's me austin it was um, me all along <laughs> exactly yeah. um no uh, but this whole thing with ali like i don't mind that but what the hell's that got to do with his character i have no idea um, like why we'd be doing this um, I, I, I have totally no idea at all uh, it's definitely not CM Punk there's no way he'd come back doing this stuff especially no. without an audience um, so it's pretty pointless but um, I don't know I don't unless I don't know I, but I think the whole things with the effects and that that's just the cheaper that's just the cheap effects and WWE that's why people are looking into it too much but um I, I think it's one of those things they started this and it got a wave of momentum to itself so they're going to keep going on because yeah. the more mystery the better but as soon as it's exactly. I guarantee you as soon as they announce it as soon as they hit the pull the trigger you're going to be all disappointed again Oh, it's not going to be a good one. It's not going to be you, a good one. I'm telling you. You grumpy get you. Know, uh, I, I, you I, dashing all of our dreams. <laughs> I, I, because I mean, for a change, they're not just introducing a character cold. They're building something up. It kind of reminds me of when they used to do these vignettes back in the day and introduce uh, somebody new or reintroduce somebody. So, and and they've been doing this for a number of weeks now. So they're not kind of bringing somebody back, as I said, cold or after one week's build. So I am intrigued, and it's got us talking anyway. It's got us talking, I, and I, uh, I don't mind as long as it makes sense. So some logic to it. If I see it on somebody like I don't know Daniel Bryan or something, uh, yeah, d- yeah. that's it. You know, I'm not. I'm not. So I was saying about it being Shorty G, and I was like, no, you can just stop yourself there. You can stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be a better gimmick than what they've given him uh, with the Shorty G gimmick, but uh, there we go. We digress. Uh, but uh, on to the semi-main event then for the WWE Championship. You've got brand new champion Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah. Um, and this was a this was a good match. I really enjoyed this match. This was my match of the night, um, probably with Cesaro and Jeff Hardy coming in second. But uh, you had Seth Rollins. He hit two suicide dives through the ropes, uh, connecting with Drew McIntyre. He goes for a third, but McIntyre catches him and throws him over the announce table there's lots of back and forth action in this one you get uh, a couple of Glasgow kisses from uh, Drew to Seth um 
We get a, quite an impressive spot where Seth Rollins hits a, a suplex off the top turnbuckle on Drew, getting the big man up and over into the ring with an impressive suplex. Then straight away, he deadlifts him into a Falcon Arrow and gets a, a close near fall off of that. That was a pretty decent spot there. Um, towards the end, uh, you get uh, uh, Drew uh, launches Seth off the top turnbuckle halfway across the ring from the middle turnbuckle, from the top turnbuckle even. Uh, Drew goes for a Claymore, only to be stopped in his tracks with a super kick and a curb stomp from Rollins for a two count. Uh, Rollins then attempts a second curb stomp uh, with Drew managing to avoid it. He nails a second Glasgow kiss. Uh, both Rollins, uh, Rollins strikes back with a super kick, but Drew bounces off the ropes, connects with a Claymore, hooks the leg, or he practically falls on, on Seth and hooks and uh, gets to one, two, three to retain his WWE Championship. So this was a really good, fast-paced, hard-hitting, back-and-forth match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know how long it went. It probably went about 15, 20 minutes. Um, but uh, despite the fact that they had no crowd there, I thought they really, really did well in this one. But uh, Jess, uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of this one. I'm glad that Drew retained. I thought that Seth was a good opponent, maybe a bit too soon. Like John said, maybe they could have held this off to a SummerSlam match. You never know. They might get another match together at SummerSlam. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed this one. But what about you? I enjoyed the match. Like, definitely enjoyed I actually thought it was really good. Better than I thought it would be. But yeah. having Seth as the opponent, I think that was a stupid idea. Um, Seth, someone I've been... I, I don't know if you remember last year when I actually said... I think I, I was saying to everyone how bored I was of Seth like I just wanted him to have a holiday go on an all-inclusive somewhere and just take it elsewhere because I was bored I don't (laughs) mind the whole new thing it's all right it do for now but it's just oh he just does my head in sometimes I'm not gonna lie so I think it was too soon for him to be involved like there was no there was was no point him having that opportunity I feel like they should have built something up bigger if they were going to do that they should have pushed it back built something up bigger and just had drew against some other person whoever yeah but yeah i don't the match overall was really good but yeah seth's just a bit of a wet wipe in my eyes so not a fan of the character not a fan i tell you i'm i'm at least i think he's coming across better as a heel i think he's always played a better heel than a a baby face um and uh, his new kind of gimmick I'm, I'm becoming a fan of it. It's kind of a combination of a bit of Marty Skrull in there, uh, maybe uh, maybe a little bit of Jay White from uh, New Japan. I don't know, but uh, I'm kind of liking the look and uh, the new gimmick. But but John, I know you're not a big fan of, of Seth Rollins at the moment, or maybe you are. Maybe I've misread. But um, what did you think of this one, my friend? What did you think of the match? Well, what he said about the entrance being dire. But uh, <laughs> no, I actually enjoyed the match. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's. I just it doesn't resonate with me, even though he's a heel, uh, which, you know, I guess he should be doing that should be making me dislike him. I've always never been keen on him. Um, and I feel like last year, the whole Becky and him, the on screen relationship, which had zero chemistry in my eyes. Um, I mean, that just killed his character. Like she was just out doing him on the mic. I'm the man. And he's looking like, well, what am I? You know, what's he going to do? He's not going to be the woman, is he? He's not going to put that gimmick on him. So they are, <laughs> he, he was he was never going to do well out of that, I'm telling you. And now they found a position where he's had to go back. And um, this is just like the whole stuff when he had, um, who were the, 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 the last two sidekicks with him? Um, uh, hey, Seth Ah, oh, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the same thing. What happened to them? What happened to them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the match, I thought the match was good. I'm glad, obviously, Drew winning. But I yeah. do think this match was too soon, way too soon. Um, I would have much rather they push something else Drew's way just for now. 
because at the moment, like I'll, I'll be honest with you, without fans there, there's so many moments that are being missed, in my opinion, that they they have WWE. They're not in the same situation. I keep saying this as UFC and boxing, where they've 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 just got to throw out fights and they don't know what they're going to get at the end of it. WWE has the power to be able to manipulate this, whereas other people can't. So they, they do such a poor job, in my opinion, of, of doing that and using the chess pieces where they need to be. Um, so it was a good match, but I do think this will this will come back where Seth, unfortunately, I, I, I really believe he's going to fit in the Randy Orton stance now for the rest of his career, where he'll only be used when needed at the top. Yeah, and, and like I say, Drew had a, a good win at WrestleMania over Brock to win the championship and a, a solid uh, contender in the shape of Seth Rollins here at Money in the Bank. So do, do you think that he's kind of doing, um, you know, the strong opponents that he's managing to defeat is, is doing uh, good for his championship run, doing uh, making him more of a credible uh, champion this no, early no, on? No. I mean, they're, they're setting him up with the big boys and he's winning every time. So, But if, um, uh, sorry to cut you up. If, if, no, you uh, carry what, on. You remember what I said to you about the whole Brock Lesnar match now, if Brock didn't get the ump and throw his toys out the pram and obviously go, like, you know, like I keep saying Brock Lesnar is the man to talk to about quarantine because that's how he lives his whole life. <laughs> so you need to get advice from Brock because he's got a compound up in Canada. Out in the but, wilderness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if Drew had have won the match, like an AJ Styles versus Brock match or a Daniel Bryan versus Brock match, if he had gone that distance and then Drew gets the win, I would have liked that a hell of a lot more. I think he would have got a, a much better rub that way. So until I I see that, I'm not. I don't really class Seth Rollins as a big name just yet for uh, Drew. I think there's more to come, but uh, they're, they're going to stay with Drew. They'll stay with him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm just going to throw it over to you then, Jess. I mean, who do they set Drew up with next? I mean, have you got anybody you'd like to see uh, Drew go up against a future pay per view? I think they've already announced the next pay per view, haven't they? Backlash, but. Uh, um, like I say, you got Again? backlash, and then yeah, and then I think you got uh, SummerSlam around the corner as well. And uh, unless they do another rematch with Seth Rollins, I mean, is there anybody you'd like to see? Maybe maybe a Jinder Mahal. I have some sort of like three uh, MB flashback and get Jinder in there to face uh, Drew next. But what what would you say to that one, Jess? I, do you know? I don't know who I'd want. I don't know, but do you know? I do like Drew as a champion. Like yeah. he's looking strong. He's looking really good. But I don't know. I really I really don't know yeah maybe aj now that aj's back on the scene um and po- possibly alistair black i don't know whether they say like faces. yeah I'd like alistair black maybe aj he needs a day off as well yeah but um yeah interesting interesting and like i say the fact is he retained his championship and we're uh, still talking Talking about him as a, as a, you know, he's not dropped the ball yet. He's doing well as a champion. I think uh, they, they're doing well. But then we get to the main event then. So th- there's lots to talk about here. The, the, the lineup for the two matches then, and they both start simultaneously, different part of the Ooh. WWE headquarters. On the men's side, you had Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Otis Dozovic, Alistair Black and King Corbin. On the women's side, you had Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, Carmella, uh, Shayna Baszler, Asuka and Dana Brooke. So, I'm not going to go through all of it. I'm going to ask you both to pick to pick out some of your memorable <laughs> moments because they both started in different parts of the building. You had the men, they started off in the gym. You had the ladies started off in the like the lobby. You had Asuka kind of making her entrance uh, like some sort of... Uh, a, 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 
devil devil cat that jumps from the balcony onto the women down below. But uh, uh, the, the object of this was they had to fight through from the bottom floor of the headquarters to the top floor. There's a ring there. You've got ladders. You've got both briefcases. Um, Jess, what were some of the highlights of this match for you? Do you know what? I really enjoyed it until the end. But <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was, I was really enjoying it. I was glued to it. I was like, what? I didn't have. I had no idea how this was going to go. I was thinking, are they going to just run up, just run straight up the stairs? Are they going to go bump into people in the offices? What what on earth is going to happen? I wasn't expect, I really wasn't expecting the food fight. I was not expecting that one. <laughs> that took a bit of a turn. That and was do you know what? The Dana Brooke bit, I was like, what is going on? And Steph's cameo, Ugh. that was horrific i was so embarrassed for everybody involved in that moment and when the, when she said about naya like drooling on the floor drooling was, on the carpet <laughs> all right, what, what is she like i don't know was she a great burner it was when like corbin threw the like the metal plate thing through the glass and i thought oh look this is this is this is getting a bit serious. I mind your feet because that's that could hurt. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, and then uh, I think Ray Mysterio he ran past the the, the public cubicles, then the the men's room, and you had uh, Brother Love zipping himself up uh, after doing his business. And you know, I, I funny little things like that. John, what were the highlights of you? And I know this is probably the, the match you're going to rag on, isn't it? But uh, were there any any ma- any bits of this match you did enjoy? <laughs> Mate, uh, let's just put it out there for those listeners that might not be familiar with me. I am I am a fan of the old territory system of the 70s, and you know what I mean. So you should have been right at home with this match. This yeah? is this is where I'm coming from. And I said the boneyard match. I I totally was acceptable for me um, because they had the right character in it. And the same with the Firefly Funhouse. They had the right character. But as soon as you start doing this with just multiple wrestlers, this is where it gets lost for me. And it was like a it was like a ramped up version of the 24-7 title. They're all running after each other, um, like cartoony. This is one of those situations I would never have invited my friends around that don't know wrestling to watch that. No way. It wouldn't have been on the TV, I'm telling you. This would have been the worst introduction ever. Um, there were a few things for me. I've got some notes, actually, um, as, as you can Here imagine. We go. But Here that, we go. Brace whole, yourself, the, yes. Well, the, to begin, <laughs> the, the, the thing that made me smirk the most was the bell at the beginning of the, both matches. They ring in the bell from over the other side, wherever that is. Okay. I was glad they didn't have commentary through it. That's a one yeah. plus, apart from the end, which I'll get to, which I was the most... I mean, uh, Michael we'll get Cole to the at end, the end. Yeah. Michael Cole at the end. That's how I was feeling. <laughs> at the end of the match like his enthusiasm was about he didn't one. want to be there did he no he didn't want to be there and it was recorded over so like they could have got him to do it multiple times um but i've got this doink the clown was the worst doink the clown person they could have ever found i think there'd been what five different doink the clowns and that looked like the same guy that came in it to it later he was like doing the mopping i think the, it was the same the, the janitor yeah 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 um the stephanie mcmahon bit as you said just that was terrible it looked like they'd shot that in a house and then like the wrestlers are looking at nobody <laughs> like a green screen or something um that was terrible and uh what else have i got now and the whole the part of it for me as well like 
the wrestlers running because we've had like with, with the boneyard match we didn't know too much about it and we didn't know much about the fire but they have been building this something chronic we've seen this ridiculous cgi version of the building which makes it far too bigger than it actually is and you've seen all this stuff there and they've been telling us they're going to start from the bottom go to the top so you've already got some sort of like imagery in your head what's going to happen um, and I just don't like the fact that they made it a comedy match between both. They had them running like interlinking, and I think all the spots they said in the build-up, like oh they could go in Vince's office, they could go in the gym. Well, they just told us everything, so there wasn't too much to be like, yeah, oh wow, them. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I think we all kind of expected it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll let you get on with the conclusion to this, and I'll I'll sum that one up when we well, get there. <laughs> before I get to the conclusion, the bit I really enjoyed was when Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles fought their way into Vince's office, and he's there, and he gives them the stare and tells them to get out. And before they kind of leave, they rush back in and tidy the chairs, uh, and then they kind of leave quietly. They close the door behind him, and then they start fighting again. You have got Vince McMahon, he kind of has to put the hand sanitizer on. I, I that 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 was the highlight of the match for me. I thought that was fantastic to be honest with you i thought the food fight like jess said that was mildly entertaining the doink bit no chance big fan of the original doink not so much when he turned babyface with dink uh but uh like i say looked like the janitor was uh, having a busy night doing various roles there to be honest with you well he really did he really did yeah, he but um you know and then the the end of the match you had uh some of the men kind of no, i think the women kind of got up onto the roof first let me just mm. check my notes here so it's yeah, women they, that, they were first on the roof Asuka fights off Lacey evans and nia jacks but then king corbin he comes uh tries to scale the other side of the ladder he gets knocked off by Asuka. she manages to unhook the briefcase so she wins the women's money in the bank match so that's fantastic really really pleased for for Asuka. we'll kind of get your thoughts on the winners in a minute and then Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, Otis and AJ, they're next on the roof. Uh, King Corbin throws Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio uh, apparently off off the roof. Uh, there was murder on last night's pay-per-view uh, and like you say when Michael Cole came back onto commentary he was kind of deadpan there was no mention of, of the of the alleged deaths that had just happened. It's like he very, was very on his phone from his bed and they were like can you just record this bit to the end of the match and then he's saying it like uh, half asleep in his so bedroom. You've had AJ Styles come back from the dead after being buried by The Undertaker yeah. in the Boneyard match. Now they've got to explain on TV tonight, Monday Night Raw, why, why Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio aren't actually dead, or are they dead? Are we ever going to see them again? Are they going to come back <laughs> different characters? Uh, that's going to be an interesting Because you heard a splat. You had two splats when they got thrown over. So that, that was kind of weird. When he was going on, I thought, okay, you know, they, they just thrown them onto like, you know, some padding or whatever. But there was no mention of what happened afterwards and everyone on the internet is going wild thinking that there's been murder on a wwe pay-per-view and why the police been called um, where so, was michael cole then exactly exactly so then aj styles and baron corbin king corbin sorry they fight over the briefcase on the top of the ladder then from out of nowhere you get elias where the hell did a lot why didn't we see elias somewhere in the building where they were fighting up and down the stairs he comes in from out of nowhere smashes corbin across the back with the guitar aj and Corbin, they've already unhooked the briefcase, but AJ fumbles the briefcase and drops it. But who should catch it? Standing on the canvas underneath the ladder, Otis Dozovich. So we've got a women's winner in Asuka. Congratulations, Asuka. So she's uh, hopefully going to have 
some good success with the briefcase. You never know. Uh, she's a former Royal Rumble winner. And then Otis Dozovich, um, who's had a, a bit of a push, some good uh, storyline development with Otis. And he wins the men's money in the bank. So, Jess, I'm going to start with you. I mean, the, the conclusion of the match, the, the double... Oh. The double murder homicide, uh, the the the, uh, the the winners with Asuka and Otis, um, that that was um, a pretty unique ending uh, uh, that a lot of people are talking about. I want to know what happened to the other girls to start with. Why yeah. is it just the three of them left? Like, did the others get murdered by Corbin as well? Did they get killed? I know oh, uh, Dana Brooke, she slipped over in the the janitor's mopping, so she was out of it. Not fall. The others ran. They didn't fall over. Yeah. Well. So she got injured. She, Shayna, why did Shayna? I thought we could have had a potential winner with Shayna, which I was really looking forward to. Yeah. I just, why on earth was was Oscar trying to beat Baron Corbin up and throw him off? Was she trying to get both? No idea. My pick, Alistair Black, got murdered. Um, yeah. Interesting. But what didn't help was see when they first zoomed in to the outside but on the roof. You've already seen there's padding outside it was already padded so when <laughs> when this happens like, oh they're still alive they're fine but it was not mentioned i was just winning i just he shouldn't have been in the match anyway to start with all right he's getting the push but he should not have been in that match um i obviously like i said i wanted alistair black to win because i felt like he really deserves that um i wouldn't have minded if aj wins really but the fact that the ending that otis won yeah, not, not a fan uh, of that ending, not a fan of that ending. No, sorry. Um, no. I, I, I'm pleased for him. I think he deserves a bit of a push. I mean, I'm, I'm gutted that it's kind of apparently or looking like uh, splitting up the heavy machinery. I thought, you know, him and uh, Tucker were a good team and I was hoping right, they'd put yeah. the tag titles on him. But um, but yeah, it looks like they're going to be concentrating on Otis as a singles competitor, which is fine, I suppose, not so much for Tucker. But John, um, I, I'm just kind of waiting with bated breath to hear your comments on, on uh, the conclusion to this match my friend go for I it wouldn't, i wouldn't hold it too much um <laughs> but uh no yeah the whole thing for me uh at the end uh, was a nightmare the only positive thing i'll say about it was they run the matches at the same time because there's no way no way i could have sat through both of them yeah exactly the same type of thing so i'm glad they like mixed both of them because it had to be that way in my opinion um but it was a shame that they were both comedy matches both of them and uh, although there were some funny bits, to see AJ and Daniel Bryan doing that stuff, uh, AJ Styles after the Boneyard match, I mean, I, oh, I don't know. It's like AJ's gimmick matches are these things now, uh, mm. these sort of uh, cinematic vision stuff that we're getting. Um, but yeah, I, I've got written in my notes, ideas were good, but the execution of all of them were terrible. Uh, it's like even Vince didn't even look like he really wanted to be there. Stephanie was terrible in it. Um, I The only bit I enjoyed was probably the Bruce Pritchard bit as Brother Love, um, just because there's some humour in that. But, I mean, there was too much of that stuff as well. And uh, the the ending of it, like, first of all, Oscar winning, I, I don't really care. I think Oscar, like, years ago, I was all for her when she was unbeaten and all the rest of it. And mm. I thought... Um, you know, even though she lost to Charlotte, which I had no problems with, by the way, um, they they lost it with her ever since. And um, although she's she's got this, her character through that match, like character is awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't think it is. I was I, I was think horrified it's awesome. by it. No, no, it done my head in. But I've seen a lot of praise for her through having like apparently a lot of, lot of fans, a lot of my listeners say that 
they prefer her since there's been no crowd because we're seeing a different side of her. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm I'm just kind of past that. I don't get her character. It doesn't resonate with me at all uh, i'm afraid and the otis win um like how many times do you think that took them to get that right do you think they took about three cuts of that oh yeah you know yeah. like get it right get it right on the fourth take and all the rest of it to because uh, i can imagine them there, there's no way they would have done that spot you can see some dodgy, dodgy cuts around there when, when the briefcase <laughs> first gets let go otis is nowhere near the ladder and then when they kind of show it from a different camera angle he's right underneath the ladder so mm. it took him at least a couple of goes but to get that right i'm, I'm, gonna, sure. ask you, I'm gonna ask you to this is otis actually in your opinions like a worthy like guy that could go in and win win the title Oh, Jess. Hello, Jess. No, sorry. That's <laughs> alright. He's um he's a tag team guy for me. Sorry, he's not a single competitor. He's not going to go against Drew McIntyre. Is he? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. He's not going to go in against Drew McIntyre. I was just I was I was so confused. I know they're pushing him as like a singles guy in a minute. You, you know, poor, mate, poor Tucker. Like. I feel quite yeah. sorry for the guy. He's like, well, when's my turn then? When am I, uh, um, I going to ring the Royal Rumble? <laughs> what, do, what do you say, John? Um, I like I like Otis. I like him as a character. Um, he is more of a comedy character than than kind of anybody can take seriously. But I, I suppose you know he's popular. Um, I think he's a good character. I, I I've quite enjoyed his storyline with Mandy Rose and all that. So I've enjoyed all of that. Um, so I think. Yeah, he's not one you can really get behind as a serious wrestler, though, is he, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with him. Is someone new that they're pushing, which is refreshing. Um, somebody they're new, new that they're getting behind. So it's interesting to see how they use him. Uh, they seem to know what they have in, in Otis as well. So, you know, big, strong character. Bit of bit of a, you know, a wally, let's be honest with you. He just kind of mumbles stakes and weights and, uh, you know, and, and silly things like that. Um, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure what Mandy sees in him, if I'm honest Mate, with you. It's, it's the best 2020 for him, I'm telling you. A lot of people have uh, had very bad years, but not for Otis. Um, he's, having, he's having a cracking year, having really. A year, so yeah. so I, I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, I, I don't think they'll put the belt on him if I'm honest with you I think it'll be a failed cash-in if ever that happens I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go up against someone like a Braun and to have like two big guys go at it that, that won't be too bad and make it short though please but uh but yeah I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued I'm not against it let's let's put it that way you know I can see that money in the bank uh the briefcase I can see Vince going let's turn it into a lunchbox type thing let's sell that <laughs> I think this is like a Vince McMahon pet project I think Vince finds this funny because um, he's not mm. normally backing guys like this, and uh, but I would I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I got a feeling they might do something with Maddie where he gives that briefcase to her, and then, and then she's going to screw him by the end of it. I, I can see that running down the line. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just got a feeling they're going to do that. I can't see him going up against the baby face at all. So. Yeah, but um, no, I agree. I I. I, I... And it's just to echo your sentiments, I'll be surprised if it, they actually follow through with an actual cash. And I think he's going to lose the briefcase somehow. Um, and I think Mandy is going to be behind it. So very, very interesting. So let, let me throw it out to you both then. Kind of uh, Money in the Bank 2020, no crowd, that, that weird and wonderful Money in the Bank main event. Uh, Jess, was it a thumbs up or a thumbs down show for you? Yeah, I, I liked the show overall. It, it got, it was all right. It got me through time. I weren't. I'm not going to say I was jumping with joy, but yeah, I, was, I think I was just I was quite excited to see who was going to win 
the money yeah. in the but like the actual match or the ladder match. So to have that ending, I thought, well, that was a waste of two hours. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I was, I was really, I was so excited <laughs> when it started. I was like, yes, yes, and then I thought, typical. But apparently, I've heard that Vince McMahon absolutely loves Otis. Absolutely loves him. There we go. It'll be main event in WrestleMania 37, I reckon. <laughs> if that sort, of, if that momentum continues the way it has done the last few months, but Roman uh, out, Otis in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like that's already happening, isn't it? So yeah. when they try to raise Roman and Otis, that's that's yeah. what it'd be. Be them two together. That'd be oh, that'd be go. Vince's dream, wouldn't it? Yeah, but uh, I can kind of see what Vince likes in him, you know, but uh, definitely not not one you can get behind as a serious but dude, wrestler. There's been loads of these characters that have been funny, but I've never seen Vince go, let's just put the, the money in the bank on these guys as well. I've never, I've not seen that so much. Like, yeah. I just, I wonder if he's just clutching at straws at the moment. Uh, yeah, seeing you know? what works. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like Jess, I mean, I would have, I, I, my favourite going in was Alistair Black. I would have loved if Alistair, I think Alistair Black is going to get his shot somewhere down the line. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, in a championship contenders match mm. at WrestleMania when it comes around next April. Uh, I think that, you know, Alistair Black's elevation is going to continue. Um, but Otis, I'm intrigued. I, I'm, I'm enjoying where they're, what they're doing with him at the, at the moment. So just. I'm going to uh, buy but you the to, top. I'm going to buy you that lunchbox. When it comes out, <laughs> I'm buy it. The, the, the Otis Money in the Bank Champion 2020 yeah, t shirt. Well, it was a boot box it. last year, so they're trying, yeah, to, uh, exactly. they're trying to find new ways to, to do it. Flog, yeah. flog something, yeah. Yeah, but uh, John, uh, I, I'm kind of guessing which way you're, you're going to head on this one, but was it a thumbs up or a thumbs down show? Well, Give us your honest, honest yeah, opinion. A thumbs down, that was the honest Ooh. opinion. Thumbs down, because, because um, I know AEW last week done something similar, uh, but again, that's just thrown out at the end of the show. Like, but this had so much because they built this so much. I think they're their own worst enemy. If they'd have shut up and just got there, maybe I would have come out of this with like, you know, it was it was better than I went in thinking. But I had very low expectations. And then when I saw the comedy stuff, I'm just not a fan of pure comedy all the way through it, Um, especially when it's for the money in the bank in both matches as well. Like just too much for me. And uh, I know AJ Styles was like, kind of too obvious but i would have gone with that too obvious um because i feel like him as a as a has got a bit of momentum at the moment after the whole undertaker thing and uh, i think that would have gone a little bit better for me um so yeah but the the show it's not terrible but it's certainly not a recommend i won't watch it again (laughs) and before we let you both go uh i've got to ask what were your what were the the highlights what were the bright spots from the show for you so starting with you jess what were the kind of the the number one or or two highlights for you that you're going to take away from this show um maybe next time don't stay up as late and watch it um i fell asleep probably call the police because (laughs) yeah murders do you know what i was actually saying I was saying on the podcast the other day, there's a lot of angry people wanting to murder people at the minute. There's a lot of anger. Oh, yeah. In that company. Like, I'm pretty sure they mentioned on like one of the shows on, on Raw last week about them killing each other. There is, yeah. there is some deep stuff. They, they Deep, really, really deep therapy stuff going on on there. 
there's going to be some episodes of Dark Side of the Ring in about ten time, uh, kind of, in about ten years time, uh, kind of based it's around Otis. what's going on at the minute. Absolutely. Yeah, throwing food at Paul Heyman. That's what it's going to be. Well, I've got to say, for me, me, my highlight was the food fight, the whole show. I just thought the food fight was great. You had stare down between Otis and Nia Jax yeah. when he was trying to eat a sandwich. I loved all of that. I'm I'm all yeah. for a little bit of comedy and a bit a, a good old fashioned food fight. You can't beat a, a good old fashioned food fight. But John, what what were your highlights? If there were any, what were your highlights <laughs> from last night's show, my friend? Uh, well, there were a few highlights, but not many. Cool. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll say uh, Bruce Pritchard as Brother Love coming out of the bog went down. That was all right. I thought that was the only comedy bit we were going to get, though. So I was, I was doing happy with that um, for me. Um, just one more thing. Uh, I thought the most ridiculous thing as well, uh, other than Michael Cole coming on at the end, was the ring announcer back at the performance center announcing the winners. Uh, the top of a building in Connecticut. I, I just really did not understand why they were doing that to an empty arena. Um, but that threw me out of it as well. I, I don't think WWE have got to grips yet with uh, the whole empty arena. Did did I, I, either of you fans of UFC, did you see the UFC show that took place on Saturday? No, not me. Well, I, I tell you, like, it was done, it, obviously, it was in front of an empty arena, but I think they got the right idea. I think WWE needs to take some ideas from them yeah. uh, badly. Uh, going forward because i think they've they've got it just right how they're doing it which is odd but um yeah i would take but uh highlights uh of the whole night yeah what, what was the whole night my goodness um <laughs> so many uh, uh, surely the uh the seth and drew match that delivered it delivered yeah but again that entrance took me out of it so bad man i thought that was terrible um for me like i was just taken out of it i actually will say the kickoff match is probably the best highlight i had because i didn't see it coming and jeff hardy getting the victory but but other than that like um i've got to address the elephant in the room the the ratings are going down 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 like there, there's no the consistency is is awful obviously the hardcore fans like us we're always going to watch it but I'm telling you, um, I know WWE are, are thinking that there's there's a whole audience out there at the moment that mm. are sitting at home, that yeah. they're in lockdown. They're not they're not making up any grounds on Raw and SmackDown. I'm telling you, and some of their worst product, I think, that's gone out. So um, I, I really think they've got to get a little bit more uh, out the box with stuff, you know, and start talking to the camera as opposed to looking out at nowhere. Uh, some of the wrestlers are doing it, and some aren't. Drew McIntyre is a really good one at uh, looking into the camera and talking to you at home. Yeah, yeah. Not many so, highlights, I'm afraid. No, no. I, I thought it was a, 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 a. When I was watching it live, I did fall asleep a little bit towards the main event, but I, I did rewatch it this morning. But um, I thought it was an okay show. There were some matches. There was no duds on this show, as far as I was concerned. Some of the comedy did throw me off in, in the main event, but uh, um, I thought the Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins match more than made up for any kind of uh, any anything that didn't shine on the show for me. Yeah, and the, the kickoff match was very good as well. But uh, before we let you both go, Jess, I'm going to start with you. If you've got any social media uh, handles, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I know you're all over uh, Twitter and Instagram. Give us, uh, give my listeners a chance to say hi, catch up with you, uh, get to see what creative stuff you're throwing out on a weekly basis. Where can they find you, Jess? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Watches Jess, where I always post about what podcasts I'm doing, what videos I'm doing. Um, they've got Just Jesse on YouTube, which has now been changed from Jess Watches. Um, so I've got loads of new stuff going on there and then I've got Instagram which is jessicaio one 
Awesome. And uh, Mr. Scott, uh, where can my listeners reach out to mm. you, say hi, and find out what you're up to? Uh, they can reach out, but don't say hi. But no, um, turnbuckletv.com, <laughs> turnbuckletv.com, come along. Uh, podcast is going to be just John Scott Podcast from now on. So uh, different. And I think Instagram is John underscore Scott underscore podcast now. So that's where you can find me. And uh, I'll be making a few announcements. I'll be coming out about some new shows that I'm going to be doing. Uh, just before you, uh, we both go, um, I'm just going to ask you both. Did you check out The Undertaker, Chapter 1, that uh, come out on the day? That was really, really good. I'll <laughs> recommend that 100%. Don't watch Money in the bank if you if you can't be bothered people if you're watching this and you haven't seen it just you know you've already listened to it spoiled listen free, to the podcast watch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but go you know they've heard it but go and watch the undertaker it's really really good and the, the last biggest, ride yeah yeah the biggest surprise for me was that they had lots of roman reigns in it and they had chris jericho featured very heavily yes and jim yeah. ross as well which i was quite surprised about because they must have started filming this before WrestleMania Orlando, which was, what, uh, three years ago? Yeah. So yeah, it's, exactly it's, a five, it it's a five-part documentary, isn't it, John? Yeah, uh, five-part it's really documentary. Good. So this was kind of around the time of the, the build-up to his match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33. So that was the year before I went. But, yeah, really, really good. And, uh, Jess, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. I, I've, I've got about ten minutes of the first episode to watch, and I know it's going to be out over the next few weeks. Five episodes all in all. But, uh, listen... John, Jess, thank you very much for being thank great you, guests thank you for on this Money in the Bank uh, review show. No, you're very, very welcome. We'll have to do this again. It's been a great laugh. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. And uh, I'll make sure that all of your handles, all of your social media addresses are attached to the description of this episode. So for any of my listeners that do want to reach out and say hi, uh, don't say hi to John, uh, but you can certainly check out what they're both up to. Um, just click into the description of this podcast, click on any of the links and get to know Jess and John and all their fantastic stuff a little bit more. But uh, for me, that's the end of this Money in the Bank pay-per-view review. Uh, so uh, please keep it tuned to the Wrestling with John's podcast. Uh, and if you've enjoyed listening to the show, please don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends and tell your family. Don't forget to hit that ever important subscribe button so you can be notified every time a new episode drops uh, one final thank you again to john and jess and uh, we'll catch up with uh, all of you Not again soon in. thanks for listening <laughs>